Welcome in a brand new Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Open Championship. I'm Rick Gaming, that right there, Joe Idoni. Joe, we might have been a couple seconds late because you and I were backstage debating whether I should bet this Tiger Woods top 20 or not. Uh, what did we decide? Should I just pull the trigger on it? We're pretty optimistic, aren't we? Yeah, I think you should. I think that's great odds. If we both think it's realistic, uh, yes, yes, you should absolutely do that. We are surprise, surprise. Rick and I are, are a little bit bullish on Tiger Woods this week. I think it's fair, and I'm sure we'll get to it in just a second. But I know we're going to have um, a lot of new people this week. There are promos from Jock Market we'll get to in just one second. But for those who are coming in, ready to fire away, what are we looking at here, Joe? It's stock market DFS. What does the next 45 minutes look like? So the next 45 minutes right now, if you're on your Jock Market app, you've not tried it, download it in the App Store. Use the promo code POWER. They'll match you up to 100 bucks using that promo code. If you do try it, um, join the... Are they calling it the British Open? I noticed you're calling it the British Open. Is that for some YouTube algorithm stuff? Some sneaky yeah. RRG uh, insider hack, stuff? I'm trying to hack the system. Americans don't Google Open Championship. They Google British Open. So I will never like call it the British Open, but the title of like the content that I put out will say it. I'm trying to hack the system. I knew you were. You're one step ahead of the game as always. But anyways, the next uh, now like 43 minutes or so will be the closing IPO hour. So you can bid on shares of every single player in the field. Um, what you think is a good target price for them, you will slowly see their actual price creep up toward that target mark. If it clears the price that you put, you no longer are going to have any shares when this thing closes. As long as it's underneath it, you will be allocated each and every one of those shares as soon as this market closes. And then you can buy and sell throughout the contest. Uh, like so much fun. We've enjoyed it now for a little over two years. And a lot of people I know in the chat have a lot of fun with it. So good to see you. Good to see all you guys back again. Excited for this uh, final major of the year. Every market getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The major championship markets have been phenomenal. Uh, the two key things that you're looking for here, the, the, the share price, which is what we're determining tonight. And then also um, those guaranteed payouts, Joe, that's really the key here because every finishing position has a guaranteed payout. So if we look back at last at last week, you know, Tom Kim uh, was $2.56 a share in IPO, but that third place finish paid out $18 a share. So that's 15 bucks a share of a guy that didn't even win or finish runner up. What a run by Tom Kim. I was looking through some of the stats earlier. Your boy, Kurt Kitayama up there over like the last 15 tournaments is like number one in returning you an ROI. Yeah. If you look at 10 or 15, any market you put it, you, you max out on all 15 there for Kurt Kitayama. Um, you're basically more than doubling your money in every single contest that you put them in. So it's extremely fun way to play. That sort of illustrates the point that you don't necessarily have to nail a winner. These guys simply have to outperform their expectation based on where that price finishes. That's right. That expectation is kind of what we're going to determine right now, what the market says these guys are worth. We're going to learn about it. And uh, we're going to need to learn about it pretty quickly because this thing kicks off in like five hours. Yeah, dude, I know. The alarm clocks are set for what, 120, 115? Yeah, on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, yeah. 10.30 here on the West Coast. Now, the other thing oh, to boy. consider is um, because they have so much daylight and because everybody goes off number one, these tea times last for like eight hours. Yeah. So that live trading portion, Joe, even when we get through this IPO into live trading, like I'm not sure we've seen a market quite like this where everything's being spread out so so long. 
Yeah, you're right. Um, that's a great point. And you can also kind of get a really good feel, I think. And we know, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about the weather and how it can change quickly. But you'll get a good feel for how the course and how particular holes are playing. Um, because everyone's going to be playing them in the head out, head back in order like Lynx Golf was intended to be played. Um, so it will be fun. There are going to be tons of hours of coverage. You'll have sort of staggered tee times where not as many people are on the course at once as we may be used to. So maybe a little easier to hone in on some opportunities there. Uh, the guys over at Jock Market never miss out on a major championship opportunity yeah. to do some major promos. So here's the promo that we have for this week or two of them, I should say. Uh, they're both quite easy to accomplish here. There is literal cash bonuses for every $50 that you trade live, uh, five bucks in, in bonuses for every 50 bucks up to a $10 bonus. So put it very clearly. If once this thing starts, if you trade a hundred dollars worth, they're going to just give you 10 bucks. Boom. No, no need to do anything else. That money is coming into your account. Then the other one, Joe, it's for more money. It's a $500 raffle. And the way to earn tickets is to trade, obviously, shares. And for every $50 that you trade, you get one raffle ticket up to $250 uh, worth, which is five tickets. So the way this looks, if you trade $100 live and $250 in total, you are not only going to be handed ten dollars but you're also going to receive the maximum five raffle tickets to win 500 bucks yeah they always crush it with these incentives right so they're basically giving you 10 percent of your money back on live trades up to 100 bucks and they're going to throw you in that raffle where i've had a couple people comment to me who've won that yeah. um 500 can be a big jump start to your portfolio that anyone would be lucky to win uh but we're here to sort of talk about the ipo and, and what kind of prices we can get on these guys right now yeah, real quick, because I saw uh, that Jock Market has also started doing multi-day markets for yeah. MLB, which is amazing. So I believe they're week-long. So the, the one they have up there right now went from July 12th, which was yesterday. So that was Tuesday and goes through Sunday. They're evolving, Joe. There are lots of new... Uh, lots of new formats coming, lots of new things coming. I'm very stoked about the future of this. Yeah, lots of new, exactly. They keep evolving this product and making it better and expanding into new territories. So excited to see where this goes as we lead into next golf season. Maybe we can get like a, maybe I'm, maybe I'm asking too much, but like a long, like a FedEx cup contest that runs for those three weeks or something like that. Cause they have been experimenting with it in other sports. Um, we'll see. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but yeah, excited to see where this thing goes. And it's been another fantastic year sort of covering it on the power hour. All right, here we go. So we've got uh, about 40 minutes or so. No, not even 35 minutes or so until this IPO is going to close. So let's talk some golf. And we're going to start by playing bullish or bearish. This is a game that we play where Joe and I look at four golfers. We look at their fair value for tonight. And we decide if we're bulls or if we are bears. And Let's start with Jordan Spieth. Uh, certainly one of the more popular golfers for this week. I personally think he's going to win. Um, Joe, our fair value for Jordan Spieth tonight is $6.77 a share. That's 23rd or better. I will tell you, spoiler alert, he's already through it. So we need to start by changing his fair value. What do you think his fair value should be tonight? We're getting early sentiment on Jordan Spieth. 780 maybe okay so that Did would I, be like 18th or better 
Yeah, I don't think he quite gets to eight dollars, although he could. There are a lot of people smarter than me who are on him this week, including yourself. Um, look, here's the reasons that I like Jordan Spieth, right? I think that he can handle the randomness of Lynx golf really well. He understands how to hand how to handle a bad break, how to be in a tough spot, how to still find a way somehow to make birdie or par in many occasions that would really fluster a lot of other players. Um He's kind of a little bit up and down, though. I'll take the bearish side just because seeing that the price point has already got through that fair value number, um, I think that that sort of still continues to climb. He's about even in terms of 50-50, whether he's making you money or losing you money in a market. It's a little bit somewhat disappointing so far in the major championships, the first three of the year, which I also thought um, set up pretty well for him. I bet him, I believe in two of those majors. So, uh, I'll take the bearish side. Why don't you give me your bullish take on old speed? Yeah, come on, rookie. I've bet him in all three of those majors that he's underperformed in. <laughs> um, listen, I, I got to give him one more go around. There, there's just something about, uh, link style golf courses that unlock a side of a brain, the side of the brain for Jordan speed that are, are, are just splendid. And, um, I, I really just believe that when he, gets out there, gets to be creative, gets to be everything that we love and hate about Jordan Spieth. It's really good in his open championship history reflects that. So um, I, I'm buying all the way to the top here. I, I don't, I don't necessarily care what the price is going to be. He's just, he's the guy that I'm, I'm willing to go to battle with. So very bullish on Jordan Spieth. And uh, apparently so is everybody else, Joe, because we're already off to a pretty hot start with him. <laughs> yeah, no, very much reason to be um, anyone who's up next. Okay, next up is Brooks Kepka. Uh, let me grab Brooksy's fair. Okay, five dollars and six cents, thirty third or better for Brooks. Now a member of Live Golf, which is seemingly providing a discount on a lot of these guys. Uh, you look at his market history, not great, obviously. Uh, bullish or bearish on Brooks Kepka? Highly, highly bearish believe it or not um things are in a bad way it's not just the game it's the mentality it's everything else um on the outside factoring in that i think is is amplifying some of the bad play for brooks um i zoomed out even a little bit because i tried to find like some sort of a positive go to the last 19 starts so the last 19 starts, Rick, is every start since last year's Open Championship. So a full year from last year's Open. He's right. lost you money in 16 out of 19 of those starts. He's only returned a profit in three starts on the PGA Tour in the last year on Jock Market. Um, it's all red. It's blood red. It's bad right now. And I don't see it turning around just yet. I'd like to see some positive signs, and they just haven't been there. This looks like DraftKings stock. <laughs> 42% down in the red. Oh, God. Uh, I can say that. I own it, unfortunately. Um, yeah, 16 losses, three wins. I am also bearish. Listen, I, I don't want to say this too loud. Maybe I'll just whisper it. Brooks might be washed. Like, he might be done, right? And and, and you still hear there's, there's always these little comments about, like, maybe the knees like never going to be 100%, which is kind of something we always knew. And I don't know, man, like I think he might legit be washed. Yeah. It's, it's one of those situations that I think started with injury for Brooks. Um, it started with the knee, then it went to the other knee and now it's, he's dealing with a lingering hip issue that at some point I've heard 
from some pretty good sources that need surgery and he's just kind of postponing it. Um, and that's what happens to a lot of these like big, strong athletes. And the problem with it is it has really affected um, his confidence and where he thrived the most in being that um, highly feared player by everyone in the field. And he could show up anywhere virtually and, and be the alpha in the room um, as that went. So is his game, and I just think it's in a bad spot right now. I'm I'm pretty confident in a bearish take on Brooks. All right, next up, maybe we can find a little more optimism in Will Zalatoris. Fair value tonight, $6.67. That's 24th or better. I'm going to assume he beats that, but uh, Joe, I, I, I'm, I'm, I want Will to be great. I, I want this to be a good week. I'm more bullish than I am bearish. I worry about some of the putting lengths. I mm -hmm. worry that his his biggest strength is kind of long irons. I do worry that when he misses off the tee, he misses right more often than not. But I also know what a, what a strategist he is and how he's part of the decade system and how he's going to be like dis dissecting this course to the best of his ability. I, I, I want you to convince me one way or another here on, here on Zal. All right, I'll take a bullish stance. Um, here's the reason I've got it. Like, new age big game hunter a little bit like we just talked about brooks i know he doesn't have those victories but rick i went through um all of the rounds that you have available on your uh site there in terms of rois mm -hmm. i took all the major championships that he's played in in jock market contests he's averaging plus 119 percent roi in every major that he's played so far in a jock market um, he just finds a way to rise up. And I do feel like maybe asking him to win an open championship may be a lot, but asking him to finish top 20, I feel pretty confident about. I agree with you on the sentiment that he probably does clear his fair value projection by uh, maybe upwards of a dollar, but I still like him. I'm still bullish. I still think that uh, this guy just has found a way to elevate his game um, in the biggest events of the year. And I expect it to continue. There's no reason really not to believe it. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. One time, Will. Go get that W. All right. Lastly, Patrick Reed. Uh, <laughs> there has not been an early movement on Patrick Reed. I can assure you of that. His fair value for this evening, $5.30. That's 32nd or better, Joe. Um, I could go either way on Patrick Reed as well. What do you think? Bullish or bearish? It's kind of a high fair value projection, to be honest. Um, I felt like that would be a little bit lower. I'm overall, in a sense, bullish on his chances this week coming in, I think, relative to his expectations in like a betting market uh, where you can get like some triple digit numbers on him. There's been a noticeable change off the tee since he switched out of these clubs. He's picked up a little bit of distance. I looked at some of the stats, even from Portland, how accurate they are. I have no idea, but um, was seventh in driving accuracy and was averaging like 305 off the tee. That's good. And when you look at his actual strokes gain stats from the PGA Tour, there was a trend with the irons before he exited um, that was coming more in line with what we had come to expect out of Patrick Reed. More in line, I think, with his baseline, which was a positive step for me. If this is going to require craftiness, chipping, pitching, awkward lies, and just situations around the green that are going to test every player... Um, I like Patrick Reed in those scenarios. Yeah, I'll say bullish. How about you? I will say bullish as well. I think there's a lot of different paths for Patrick Reed to get there. This is not like distance is 
not going to be necessarily required, especially with how firm and fast this golf course already is. I think scrambling is going to be important. I think creativity is going to be important. I think if you can find a hot putter, obviously that's going to be important. I love, I think that he loves that he can play the villain role and, and try to hoist the claret jug. Like, um, yeah, I, I just see, I like, and also if it gets re- like, for whatever reason, if it gets really nasty and hard out there, I also think that helps Patrick Reed. So I, I, I think that there's, there's a lot of different ways for him to get there. Uh, so I would probably be clicking him, his name as a, as a favorite tonight and keeping an eye on him for the next 25 minutes or so. He loves a good, like chip on his shoulder, like me against the world type feel. And like just him out there draped in live golf logos, like not, not shy about it at all. Like, doesn't feel bad about it. It's just like, come and get me. Um, I don't know. I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for Patrick Reed because of some of the stuff he's done in Ryder Cup. So uh, I'll roll with him this week, I think, in a bullish stance. The coach you're looking for is power. Go and use that at deposit. Get your uh, up to $100 deposit bonus. Uh, we are playing stock market DFS and this IPO where you can bid on shares of golfers is open until just a few minutes before 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time tonight. So we've got about 22, 23 minutes or so until that happens. Let's unveil the big board here, Joe. And uh, Rory McIlroy already out in front as the most expensive golfer in tonight's market. He's currently $9.08 a share, which means he is already through his fair value, which means you're probably going to end up asking Rory to finish 13th, maybe 10th or better by the time this thing finishes. I imagine Rory McIlroy uh, is going to be ascending for the rest of the night. Yes, I don't see it slowing down. He's playing as good, I think, of a stretch run for a full season without a like huge victory that that we've seen out of Rory. Um, interesting, like I found interesting this week, some of his comments when I believe he was walking with a sky sports reporter and they were just kind of asking him, is he basically going to just, um, step on his driver all week and like overpower this place? Like many of us would expect. And he kind of said, no, he said that the scoring will be tamed. And he said what Tiger Woods said when he was the best driver of the golf ball in the world, when he won here, that the old course is all about placement off the tee. It's about being in the correct positions, both of them basically as being the preeminent drivers of the ball had the same sense that it's not just about overpowering this. It's really about finding the right spots to attack off the tee here, which was interesting to me, which I think in a way could mitigate his biggest strength, but also the fact that he's understanding this now and willing to sort of adapt and um, you know, strategize this golf course the way that it needs to be done um, is positive for me. I do think that he probably gets close to 10 bucks, and it's just a little bit risky for me probably at that price. $10.36 at the Travelers, ten seventeen at the U.S. Open, eleven twenty five at the RBC Canadian. Now he turns your profit in two of those. We'll see if he breaks through the $10 mark tonight. Talked about Jordan Spieth already. He's up to $7.08. So we'll go to Xander Shoffley. Uh, look at that. Win, win. Last two starts here in the cash market. Joe, does he have a third one in store for us? Oh, man, you put me on the hot seat. Uh, no, I'll say no. Um, that's tough to do. It could, it could technically be a fourth in a row if we had a contest for the J.P. McManus. Uh but yeah, playing awesome, like does everything that this course would would seemingly require. I just feel like 
oftentimes in any situation that is a market as the jock market is, uh, you get a couple good performances in the row and you're going to end up buying for a higher price at a top end peak um, versus I try to search for guys maybe, uh, you know, on their way up ascending. And, and it seems like Xander has already kind of reached that spot and you're going to pay, um, pay the price in terms of it tonight. You know, that's probably fair, right? There are natural ebbs and flows to every single market. And there certainly are ebbs and flows to the jock market. And buying a guy who is likely going to be the most expensive he's been this year, generally not a great idea. You might get away with it, but probably Mm -hmm. you don't get away with it more often than not. Um, They're starting to line up behind those guys. So Fitzpatrick, Patrick Cantlay, Justin Thomas, and I'll even throw Shane Lowry into the mix, all in the $6.90 range. Does one of those uh, make your short list more than others? I like Justin Thomas the best. Um, I really went back and forth a lot this week between, am I going to bet Justin Thomas or am I going to bet Matt Fitzpatrick? They're both basically the same number. I think that Fitz is probably... They're both playing really well. I think Fitz probably is a better course fit for Lynx style golf, but I think ultimately Justin Thomas is the better player. Um, when these guys' careers end up, and if you zoom out and look at them in a the long term, I think the JT is going to be one of the preeminent players in this generation in terms of major championships and wins. Um, and I and I like him to sort of play better than he has in open championships. His record is not great, um, but obviously bones on the bag now, I think is a big help. So I feel good about JT as the best. Shane Lowry is kind of an anomaly to me. Like I've had this feeling all week that it just doesn't, he just doesn't fit there. Right. It, it seems like he's too, like he's, I, he's higher than Scheffler. He's higher than Zalatoris. He's higher than John Rahm. Like these, these guys are are better players than him. And I, I can respect that Shane Lowry is having a great year. Um, but I'm more apt to take who I think is a better player at a lower price. So Lowry has felt all week in terms of the betting markets or whatever, just to be too inflated that I can get behind. All right, let's flip this around and look at the top 10 golfers. Um, so the way that I'm doing this, Joe, is via pre-rank, which, as you know, is very, very critical here, especially for golf in the jock market, because that's how we break ties. So, for example, Justin Thomas, pre-rank number one, he wins every single tie. If there's a nine-way tie for second, guess who's getting the full payout? It's Justin Thomas. So there is inherent value in that pre-rank. John Rahm's the third pre-ranked golfer. Uh, I'm not sure that there is a lot of positive momentum towards John Rom tonight. And that would maybe be the first time in jock market history. All is quiet on John Rom and has been that way all week. He's a fair price here. He's a fair price to bet on and nobody seems to want to go near it. Um, could present an opportunity. I'm not going to lie to you where I may get sucked into it. A couple of the interesting ones uh, to me are a little bit further down in that top 10. Like, what do we do with DJ? What do we do with Morikawa? What do we do with Hideki? Um, I, I just, I have a lot of question marks around all three of those guys, but could see myself at 8.58 here when they are having a, a pretty attractive price, ending up with shares of all of them and taking my chances. What do you think? Yeah, DJ still $2 a share. Uh, Colin Morikawa, two twenty two. Hideki, a dollar. Even Victor Hovland, a dollar at the moment. Um, Boy. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely more questions than answers. Let's try to roll some guys in and out. I mean, Hideki does not have great 
Open Championship history. He's coming mm-hmm. off of a miscut at the Scottish Open. If Hideki goes out and wins this and I'm not a part of it, fine. I think I can live with that. Um, the other three are a little bit more difficult. Um, as much as I love Victor, I, uh, man, I wish he was, I wish he was hitting it better on his second shot because one, I would prefer him in a, in a spot where driver is more important, where he could carry, you know, take in distance and accuracy, um, where there's a lot of penal rough. I, I wish it was like that. His, his short wedge game is not as good as his peers, but I do love that he's probably going to hit like 16 greens, um, something like that. But if we have to make a decision, probably out on Victor in the jock market. So that leaves us with with DJ Morikawa. Uh, these are the two that I'd probably be okay investing in. Um, uh, Morikawa, like we heard the same stuff last year. We saw flashes of absolute brilliance for three rounds at the US Open. The kid will figure it out. Like he's going to figure it out. He As he has countless times he's in a 19 event winless streak joe guys would die for a 19 event winless drought you know what i mean like it's crazy and then dj i think this is kind of one of your final cracks at getting dj out of well i guess we'll play at augusta for a while but like at a non augusta major right and this is a pretty good setup for him i think he was the 18 hole and 36 hole leader in 2015 his game hasn't been as sharp but like Again, seeing flashes of it, I'm okay buying in on DJ and Morikawa. Yeah, I like DJ. I bet DJ this week. Morikawa was interesting to me, so I had him at the U.S. Open because I thought he was a great price. Um, All things considered, where he was at coming into this season, I mean, he was world number one around this time last year. Um, Been a disappointing year for him. He's had to kind of figure some things out. That said, two top fives in two of the three majors coming in, going back and defending the Claret Jug this week. Um, I, I, I feel relatively good that where you can probably get uh, an affordable price on Colin Morikawa that holds itself a good bit of upside tonight. Uh, he's up to $2.50. DJ got a bump up to $5 a share. Let's find some notables here as I scroll through this. Um, where were, I, was, I was trying to just find Tiger, but I couldn't find it. Let me try to flip this around here. Uh, I did put that bet in. Joe, here he is. $4 a share. Uh, for Tiger Woods right now, 77th pre-ranked. Uh, I'm sure we've both talked a lot about Tiger Woods this week. I just convinced myself to bet him inside the top 20. I'm quite bullish. I like what price are we stopping at when it comes to Tiger? So I like the top. I like the top 20 bet because of the, you know the way the odds are structured. I think tonight finishing like. 30th or better, which is basically like five bucks a share. I feel pretty good about those numbers. I do think that he's going to make the cuts. We had talked about um, just the fact that he's gotten a lot of reps in this week, I think is very encouraging. The fact that he's basically knows this course better than anyone else and has taken the last 60 days to train every single day to play this event, right? He's not trained. He's not eyes and focus on the Charles Schwab and then the Memorial and then the U S open. And then, you know, all these different events, he has had a sole focus on the old course for 60 days. And I do think that at some point he's going to be a factor and and of course will be a storyline. And I hope uh, more than anything that he can get himself into contention on a Sunday. Wouldn't that just be the best? Oh, that'd be peachy. I'd, I'd be happy yeah. with that. Uh, how about this range right here? Tommy Fleetwood, Tony Finau, Terrell Hatton, Joaquin Neiman. I'll even throw Max Homa in the mix. They're all like in that 5 to 599 range. Is there one of them that suits your portfolio best for tonight? 
So I think that Tommy's probably got the best likelihood given where he's at on an odds board. If you kind of trust that kind of thing, they've, they've got him at a price of 35 to one, which I don't think anyone's going to bet, but um, those other guys are in the 50 to 60 range. So I feel like his outcome is probably the best and he's been relatively good in the jock market as comparison to, you know, betting him outrights on the PGA tour for obvious reasons. Uh, yes, I do think that Tommy's set up to play well. He's he's one of the strokes gain leaders when they play this thing at the Dunhill links. I also like Joaquin Neiman. Just I know the wind's not going to be crazy, but I just see the way that he plays golf courses kind of fits with the links open championship style with that low lower ball flight. Terrell Hatton just has a knack for playing well over here. And then Finau's kind of a, a question mark for me. Um, some good finishes, some positive signs. You know, disappointing at the U.S. Open that I think a lot of people really liked him coming in off back-to-back good starts. Maybe this is a time to kind of go back when there's a little less public uh, love for old Tony. Sub $4 a share. Adam Scott, Keith Mitchell, for example. We've got, let's see, Kurt Kitayama had himself a nice week. Uh, Tom Kim, who we talked about a little bit earlier. Oh, here's one. Bryson DeChambeau, $3 a share. So, um what what's the outlook on Bryson for for the old course? Not good, not good for me at least. Um, I just don't think that he's figured out uh, all the additional variables that are unpredictable about these type of golf courses. And less predictability for some people can handle that better than others. Um, Bryson is all about structuring every single ounce of his golf bag and swing and approach toward figuring out the most predictable outcome. And when those things don't happen, when they should happen, um, it can tend to frustrate him. He has not played open championships well before. I do not. I know that he's going to try to bomb and gouge this place. And I think that like, look, it's not a 0% chance that he's able to pull that off. There's a scenario, maybe 6 to 8% chance where he does pull that off and does it great and finds himself in the top 10. But more than likely, I feel like it ends in a miscut and an early goodbye and playing back to the U.S. for Bryson. Good. I'm glad you said it and not me for the like 100th time this week because I'm, I'm I'm with you, brother. I've been, I've been clipped uh, enough. I don't need any more Bryson on the record takes, but I... Uh, firmly am in line. I'm on page two. Uh, this is $2.50 a share or cheaper. I'm not going to read through them, but are there any names here, Joe, that uh, have your attention? Yes. With some of these, yeah, some of these value guys. What do you think? I want I want your opinion on this guy because I, I bet him. I think it's probably a bad bet, but here's why. So I've told, I've talked to you about this before, Rick. I think that the most predictive and least flawed strokes gain stat is off the tee. Um, everyone starts from the same spot. You can find fallacies in approach around the green, all these other things. I think off the tee is extremely predictive. The number one guy, whether you look 24, 36, 30 starts is Cameron Young. He has no experience that I know of playing Lynx golf overseas. Um, he was not good at the Scottish Open last week. But he's really good around the greens. He's really good off the tee. He's long. He's a great player. He's gotten his feet in the fire in major championships. And he's been like, you know, very popular in in the, the last couple of majors that we've seen in big events. 
no one wants a piece of him this week just because there's no experience. Is there a price that you think is worth taking that chance on a guy like Cameron Young with with just the talent and raw upside? He's been like the better version of Bryson this year. Yeah. Like, nope. Just like the bomber who um, who's actually playing well. So I will tell you, uh, I, I am a little bit worried about the lack of experience, but did you mm -hmm. see he, he switched out his caddy this week? I did. You think that's a good thing? Yeah, I do. So yeah. I, his, his caddy was like his buddy from Wake Forest or whatever. His roommate, yeah. Which is always fine and dandy, but he went and got <laughs> a guy who knows the old course. A pro, and, yeah. Yeah, and when you, you know, are barreling towards rookie of the year and all of a sudden you're you're off the rails a little bit, you go to a place where you might get smacked around uh without a little bit of experience i think that was pretty savvy so i i'm i'm quite i'm quite bullish on him and um i don't think you have to pay much because i don't think i don't i, think I it's gonna be the cheapest price in a while an ounce of oxygen on on cam young this week so that's 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 always good uh, a little bit further down joe we can continue here you start to get into some of the some of the Euro guys. Um, John Catlin is American, but he plays on the European tour. You've got you know Scott Vincent, who's coming back from live. Then you have a couple of uh, PGA Tour regulars, and Sung JM's hanging down here as well. That won't stay there. But uh, is there anybody down here that you'd be willing to take a flyer on? Because I think we're firmly in flyer territory now. Yeah, um, I don't. I'm not sure if he's on that page, but he's probably somewhere around there. I thought it maybe about Zach Johnson. He's had this weird knack for playing Open Championships. Well, obviously has won here, um, but I believe I, I think top 20 finish in four of the last five Open Championships that he's played in. So kind of a crazy stat there for ZJ. I mean, you know these these Euro guys much better than I do any sneaky ones here. I've heard a lot of people talk about this kid, uh, Thurston Lawrence. Like I know nothing about him. Enlighten me. Uh, yeah, I'll just pull him up here. He's, he's, uh, he's fine. I, we talked about him a little okay. bit on the, um, on the, uh, on the live chat that I did earlier today, but like I, there are some other guys that I'd be a little bit more interested in depending on what their price is, whether it's Brandon Wu, who I know is not a Euro guy, but he's being priced in a similar fashion. Um, you know, going back to Ryan Fox, are people just kind of like one and done with Ryan Fox? Yeah, right. TPD, I don't know. Um, going right back to him. So there, there are a couple of guys that I'd probably prefer before Lawrence, but uh, he's a generally a fairly strong ball striker from the from the European tour. He's fine. Okay. Uh, what about Jordan Smith? Is he where's he at? I, I feel yeah. like I've heard his name quite a bit. I love. I, I kind of love that he. I think he struggled on Sunday last week uh, and, and his finishing position, I don't think was all that reflective of how he actually played. I think he ended up finishing 24th, but I thought he played better than that, Joe. So uh, he's someone that I'd prefer to go back to as well. He's, he's just a sound golfer from around the world who finishes highly basically every single time he tees it up. I like his game. Okay. Um, my clock says not, uh, no, it doesn't. It says 8.51 p.m. Eastern time. So we are about six or seven minutes away from this thing getting really, really spicy. So we've got to kind of put a little bit of a bow on this here. If you're looking to deposit the code you want is power, that'll get you up to a $100 deposit bonus. And uh, Rory McIlroy continues to lead the way here, Joe. $9.80 a share. He is opening up the gap between him and everybody else as the most expensive golfer here. Yeah. You aren't kidding. Uh, people love Rory this week. I do too. But um, who do you think finishes second? Xander? Oh, great question. I don't know. JT has the built-in one pre-rank. 
that's pretty valuable, especially right. as the top of the board, you know, deciding between like a third place payout and a, you know, like a fifth place payout. Um, I will say JT gets there. Okay. Yeah. I'm not all that super confident in it, but I think JT gets there. How confident are you in Scotty Scheffler's chances this week? Pretty confident. Yeah. I okay. mean, he's, he's got, um, so solid. He's so solid. He has two missed cuts recently and they're like the two best possible missed cuts you could have. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it any other way, but just like zero concern over these two missed cuts. And you talk about guys with just elite ability to put the ball in the hole. Just yep. And he just, he does that. So yeah, if, if, if it shakes out where Scotty Scheffler finishes as the seventh most expensive golfer in the slit, like that would be criminal. That's kind of why I asked. I see him just floating around down there and I'm like, ah, are they going to let him slide? Yeah. I mean, Cam Smith too. Like I, I would, I would love to invest in Cam Smith uh, and, and kind of be the live trading version here. So he finishes T10 at the, at the Scottish. He fixed the putter, which you now hope he marries with the longer term, like ball striking. The left miss is not an issue here. I could see Cam Smith getting off to a hot start. I don't know what happens after that, but I would like in I'd buy now and have my options available for me when we start getting into the weekend. Yeah, I like Cam Smith is is a volatile option, which isn't always the most sound play in jock market, but I do love his winning upside and and to really turn a substantial profit, you need that $25 payout that goes to first place. 8.53 p.m. Eastern time by my clock. Joe, I got to let you go. It's a big market. All right, buddy. Got to go do your thing. So for those who are just tuning in, uh, Joe is now going to go and try to battle you. He's going to try to bid and take all of your golfers away, and you are going to do the same to him. And then in a couple of minutes, we are going to uh, rendezvous and see what portfolio Joe was able to put together. So when we get to 8.57, which is about four minutes away, we enter a, a, a 90 second window in which the IPO can close at any time. It protects all of us uh, with the random aspect of that. So I'll take you the rest of the way. We've got a couple minutes to go. And as we do, Roy McElroy continues to be the man at the top $9 and 80 cents a share. 980 is essentially asking him to finish 12th or better. So if you're buying Rory up at that price, you need basically a top 10 for him to turn you a profit, give or take a couple of spots. Xander has indeed pushed in front of Justin Thomas. He's now the second most expensive golfer, $8.06, coming off of back-to-back -back wins here in the jock market with the two buddies, JT and Jordan Spieth, filing in right behind. Scotty Scheffler has now surpassed uh, Patrick uh, Cantlay, John Rahm, Matt Fitzpatrick, who's now the fifth most expensive golfer. That is starting to shake itself out, but there continues to be a general lack of confidence in John Rahm. He's currently $7.00. And 51 cents. He has never, I, I, I stand corrected one time in his jock market life. Has he been in the $7 range at the end of IPO $7 and 25 cents at the Zozo championship. Remember that? Remember when we played that? That was like two years ago. So otherwise John Rahm has been uh, living in double digits here in the jock market. Not so much early in this market, or at least with a couple minutes to go uh, behind him. Our U.S. Open champion, Matt Fitzpatrick, coming back looking for more. So he goes, went at the U.S. Open, T6 at the Genesis. That was a 70% ROI at an $8.25 IPO. So Fitzpatrick rocking and rolling. Patrick Cantlay, okay, 
getting a little bit of momentum in major championships, right? T14 at the U.S. Open, T4 at the Genesis. He's turned your profit in three of his last four, in four of his last six, and one of them, he only lost you 1%, basically a break-even week. So very good golf being played by Patrick Cantlay, especially compared to his sentiment. Let me find a Tiger Woods update. Uh, $4.56. So he was $4 a share last time we checked in on him now up to 456. That is going to ask Tiger to finish about 38th, 37th or better, something like that. So if you're quite bullish on Tiger like I am, uh, that might be a buy spot. Tiger Woods is going to be playing with Max Homa for the first two rounds. Max Homa is up to $5.15 a share. Uh, I, I'm shocked that's not higher. Maybe people are a little bit worried that he's playing with Tiger Woods, but all the advanced metrics certainly point in the favor of Max Homa uh, not only for this event, for, but for basically every event that he's played in the last 12 months. Let me refresh the big board here. My clock says 8.56 p.m. Eastern time. So we are barreling towards the finish line here. And as we do, Xander Shoffley and Jordan Spieth now are the only two golfers in the $8 range with Rory McIlroy still stuck at that $9.80 mark. So maybe it'll be Xander who'll be the most expensive golfer tonight unless JT gets a little kick in the butt over the course of the last minute or so. Max Homa now up to 636. There you go. You're seeing a late run on Max Homa. You're seeing a little bit of a late run on both Colin Morikawa and Dustin Johnson. They are 601 and $6 respectively. And Tiger Woods, 456, just $10, 10 cents more expensive. Brooks Kepka up to 466. So Brooksy and the Big Cat, very close to one another. Patrick Reed right behind at $4.55 and a little bit further down the board. Some guys we mentioned earlier, Jordan Smith is now $3.99. Uh, let's see what else. Let me refresh it because I've got 857. So we could be in that window right now, that 90 second window where this thing can close. Uh, at any moment we're in it right now so let me see if i can steal another refresh or two at the top of the board and rory hasn't moved we've been stuck at 980 stuck at 980 for rory mcelroy uh xander shawfleet now trying to track him down xander's within a buck of rory mcelroy at eight dollars and 88 cents a share and scotty scheffler is at 816 now jt the number one pre-ranked golfer is lagging behind he's 799 justin thomas has not been in the seven dollar range since the tour championship uh, and very infrequently has he been this cheap in the past. Let's see. Uh, Cam Smith, Shane Lowry, they're moving up incrementally. Uh, Sam Burns saw a little bit of a boost there in the last couple of minutes, and Dustin Johnson has now added at least another quarter to his price tag to get him up above Colin Morikawa. We are certainly now in that 90-second window. This IPO is going to close at any moment. We don't know when, but it's going to happen very, very soon. And uh, when it does... I suspect Rory McIlroy will be the most expensive golfer, but he hasn't moved off of $9.80. John Rahm, $8.05. Justin Thomas, $8.08. So JT's not going to finish in the $7 range tonight, uh, but he's still going for one of the cheapest prices that we've seen on him in quite some time. Big boost to Will Zalatoris. I hope that positive sentiment works out for all of you because I've got a big investment in Will Zalatoris, $7.40 a share at the moment. Let's check Victor Hovland, $5.12. That, I, I believe, is the cheapest top 10 golfer that you can get right now, $5.12 on Victor. And then we just saw a multiple dollar jump from Sungjae, who's now up to $5.05 a share. And it looks like people are settling in on Tiger Woods at $4.68. Still live, Joe. Still live, buddy. Still live. All right. I've got 8.59 p.m. Eastern time. We have not heard the buzzer yet. 
See if I can get another refresh in here. All right, there we go. There's the move I was expecting to see. Roy McIlroy now through the $10 mark, $10.16. Oh, JT's trying to get back up there to Xander, $8.44, only $0.44 cents behind the X-Man, but he might run out of time. Before ah, closed. Okay. Shut it down. IPO is closed. Ooh, doggy. How was that? That was uh, quite a flurry over the last 60 seconds there, dude. Um, I was sort of scavenging through the bottom, trying to find some guys who weren't like 60 years old to maybe bid on. But uh, yeah, the IPO closed. So it's probably a good thing. Okay, IPO is closed. We're headed towards uh, live trading right now. We're going to let the dust settle. We're going to let the data come through. We'll update my big board. We'll hear Joe's portfolio. You can let us know in the chat who is in your portfolio we always love to see those and uh remember a couple of things going on you've got the deposit bonus so if you use the code power that'll get you a hundred dollar deposit bonus up to a hundred bucks if you want to take a part in the raffles and the bonus the uh the additional bonuses that they have going on for this week's open championship that's very easy to do for every live trade that you make uh, or for every $50 that you trade live, you get five bucks handed to you. Boom, just like that. Up to 10 bucks. So you trade 100 live, you get 10 bucks back. And then for every 50 that you trade in general, you get one raffle ticket. And every raffle ticket gets you entered into a draw to win 500 bucks. You can get up to five raffle tickets. Okay, Joe, uh, I, are we ready to rock and roll? Do you have your. Let's roll. All right, let's do it. Joe's portfolio coming off of a historically large portfolio last week. What'd you get this week? 10 guys. Again? Again, Ooh, you love um, this. You get love those this. fingers, get that keyboard ready to roll, buddy. Here we go. Make sure it's charged up. All right, let's go. Scott Scheffler, $8.20. I got some shares of him. Seven fifty. My next guy down the board was Matthew Fitzpatrick. Um, in the low end of the $6 range, I got some shares of Tommy Fleetwood and Colin Morikawa was six fifteen. dollars I, I, I feel weird about that one but um i did felt weird about it at the u.s open too so i hope that that one turns out in the mid four dollar range i ended up with shares of eldrick tiger woods at uh, 468 uh, look we said five bucks and it was hovering around the mid four so yeah uh patrick reed also who i was bullish on at 450 um then moving down to some 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 cheaper guys Abe answer was 358. I haven't heard a single person mention his name. I, I feel like you may be, I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking this, but I feel like if he was still on the PGA tour, um, more people would be talking about him this week. Uh, so yeah, it seemed like everything was very quiet on him. And then the penny stock guys that I got were uh, Justin Harding, Zach Johnson, and old Padraig Harrington. Um that was one of the old guys I went with. So those are my 10. If you need me to repeat any, let me know. It's a big portfolio. Drop who you guys got in the chat. Love to see those. Scotty Scheffler, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Colin Morikawa, Tiger Woods, Patrick Reed, Abraham Answer, Justin Harding, uh, Zach Johnson, Patty Harrington. Is Joe's portfolio for the 150th Open Championship. I'll tell you what, Joe. If you make money, I think I'll be very happy this week because it looks good. I'm looking at it on the screen here, and, and just to my eyes, uh, it's it, I feel pretty good about what I ended up with. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right, let's see what we got in the chat here. JG Funk got Connors, Reed, Adam Scott, 
Mark Leishman, Harris English under four dollars a share. That's pretty interesting. Chris Kirk, uh, Mackenzie Hughes, Aaron Wise, EVR, Emiliano Grillo, Zach Johnson. There we go, for fellow Zach Johnson owner. Brandon Wu, Trey Molinax. Um, TJ says, "Wow, I got everything I wanted." That never happens. <laughs> uh, that would be Dietrich Donaldson, Wu, Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka, uh, and then Colin Morikawa, as you kind of mentioned, Joe, just fell into his lap. At like yep. six, six Brooksy, bold move, but I think uh, what did he finish at? I bet it was a very nice uh, price uh, on Brooks if you wanted to take I'm, a chance. I'm not ready to reveal that yet, but yes, it was a very nice price. Jordan Spieth for Dylan. Along with Cam Smith, Corey Connors, Mark Leishman, Aaron Wise, Harris English. Okay, so we're kind of filling out uh, some of the same guys here. Okay, cool. So here's what I'll do. I'll remind you one last time. The code that you want to deposit with is power. Uh, just go do it. Why are you not doing this? And here's the big board. Roy McIlroy, $10.25 a share. Uh, absolutely no surprise. He was the most expensive golfer in the market. Yeah, no surprise. Cleared that $10 threshold a good bit higher than his hair fair value projection excuse me um you're gonna need a top 10 out of him pretty much to pay that off so good luck to anyone with those shares uh the favorite prohibitive favorite coming in and as he should be xander 888 second most expensive golfer he did indeed edge out justin thomas uh at 844 jo uh, scotty scheffler jordan speed and then there you go john rom this has got to be the lowest position we've seen from Rom in quite some time. $8.05 a share, Joe. The yep. lowest since the third ever jock market cash market he played. Wow. Which was that was in 2019. That was the 2019 Zozo because they didn't play it in 2020. They didn't play it in 2022 or 2021, right? That was that was 2019 Zozo. And a T2 out of him that week. What do you know? Um, yeah. John, yeah. Like, if you're there on him, great. I can see why it's worth the roll of the dice. Uh, it just wasn't for me. I, I don't love his chances. I just want to get the date of that. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was. Okay. So it was October. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This was the Zozo that they moved to Sherwood. So that was. Okay. October 2020. Still yep. the third cash market John Rom ever participated in. Yeah. Uh, October of 2020. Yes. And as you mentioned, Joe, he would go on to finish. Uh, and prices were just different then, right? Like you could get a guys at a much lower price point back in the early days before everyone got hip to the jock market. Hip, hip to the jock market. Cam Smith, Shane Lowry, Patrick Cantlay, all $7.55. Matt Fitzpatrick, $7.50. A little bit of. Uh, Maybe a little bit of disrespect there. I'm trying to see any anything else stand out to your DJ got up to 642 and yep. more cow as you noted at 615. Had some DJ late, had some Will Z, got outbid on both of those guys and ended up that's part of why I ended up pivoting to uh to Colin there um in Fleetwood. So those two guys losing those two shares, but nothing really too surprising. I mean, Max Homa feels high to me. I like Max Homa this week, but you know, sitting positioning him between DJ and Wills Alatoris feels like um, there's a lot of a lot of people like Max Homa. <laughs> How about this? Colin Morikawa is basically the cheapest he's ever been. He had he has one one other cheaper week, and he's he's doing that as the defending champion. Yeah, I know. Like, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Craziness. All right, fell into my lap. Uh, I bet you Victor's like the cheapest he's been in a while. Five dollars and twelve cents. Let's see. 
he was 516 at that Zozo. His very first, his very first market ever. Uh, he was four dollars and fifty cents. That that was the cheapest ever, and everything else has been more expensive than this. And that was the tour championship. I'm trying to remember if they if they do that by starting scores, if oh, those are factored in or not. The thing, the it's uh, it's it's straight up shadow leaderboard, except the the winner of the event in by the PGA Tour's eyes got gets that five dollar gets that five point bonus. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So a little bit of a wonky one, Kepka. 472. That's asking him to finish, dude, like uh, what 35th or better. Yeah, this is probably crazy hot take express, but I'd rather have Tiger, honestly, right now. I don't think <laughs> I disagree. Uh, Gooch could be interesting at 444. Yeah, Leishman's interesting. I, I had some shares, I can't believe he only went for 403. I must have just lost out on him, but. Um, I was interested in Mark Leach, but I, I think he did. He lose in a playoff to ZJ last at some uh, point. That, that was like a three or four man playoff, wasn't it? So it was yeah, like, I think he was, was in there. Louis, Louis was in it. Um, yep. It might have been Leishman. I could it just I strikes could. me as a guy who um, could get find his way around here pretty nicely. Well, now I got to look this up. Major championships. Yes. Yes. Good memory. Leishman and Louis were in that playoff against Zach Johnson. Thriston Lawrence, uh, who everybody was all hot and bothered by, went for $2.94. And the rest of this board looks like an open championship. Board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we've only just begun because now we enter live trading, Joe, and it's going to be a long Thursday and a long Friday because tea times are all spread out. Do you think that influences how you kind of do this live also do you think the fact that this is going to start overnight changes anything for the market it could like you know i wouldn't want to leave an open order out there and wake up at 8 a.m tomorrow <laughs> um, you just have no idea exactly what's going to happen starting at 1 30 in the morning eastern time throws a little bit of a wrinkle and everything but um yes i do expect given the incentives also the jock market's offering basically 10 percent back that uh we see a good bit of live action take place uh, this week and you can sell shares of any guys that you have you can short players now also as well um, and you can bid on adding to your portfolio on anyone who has those outstanding shares so like you mentioned we've only just begun baby short them up short them short them short them see how this all goes the old course is going to look amazing and it's going to all start in just a few hours joe it is always a pleasure my friend you and i will be back here's the hardest question i'm, I'm going to ask you all week long what event is next week it is the 3M Open. Ah, good job. Very well yep. done. You are a professional. Somebody asked me that earlier, and I was like, I don't know. I Usually, I'm very good at the schedule. I've been laser-focused on this one. That I, I forgot there was golf at all next week, but there is. We go right from the, uh, uh, the beauty of Scotland, where they've been playing golf since the 1400s, to uh, upstate Minnesota. So we'll be here. There you go. We'll be here. Same time, same place uh, to do it all again. But until then, follow Joe on Twitter. He's available at Tour Picks, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been your Jock Market Power Hour for the Open Championship. Thank you. Enjoy.